0: Guys, welcome back to a uh, football update. This is Andy.
1: and this is Robin. Uh, so, so uh,
0: some pretty good games this past weekend, Robin. Uh, we thought we'd stop start, start with the uh, championship games. Uh, for, first for me, the uh, the the uh, NFC Championship game. I, I really felt bad for Santos because mm-hmm. you know with the injury of Brock, and then good good God, their their fourth yeah. string got injured, mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, the only thing I would have done is maybe they should have let McCaffrey. I know McCaffrey was the wild. They're like their, their last option. I, I think
2: mm-hmm. they
0: should have gone with that. Just only because, like as we found out this week,
1: Brock. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but he tore something in his arm. So uh, the through. UCL, yeah. UCL, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. just it's just one of those games where you know you, you, you it proves you need at least a quarterback to
0: maintain a game. So unfortunately we did get to see what the potential of that game put it back. But I mean, you know, not taking anything away from Philadelphia, they've been playing phenomenal this year.
1: Uh, what, what is your take on that game? Yeah, it was kind of a game where it was seven, nothing early because the Eels had that big drive and they have that fourth and three conversion, but you're seeing uh, Devonta Smith run up to the line and you're thinking, did he catch that? Did he catch that? Initial replay shows they does. And then you see after the drive that he didn't. So if, Shannon throws a challenge flag. Does that change things? They get the ball at the 30-35 with the tied 0-0. Instead, they're down 7-0. They get a decent drive going and then um, try the play-action shot play, which actually looked like um, I saw a replay of it today on the All-22 with Ayuk being open. problem was though they had Tyler Croft, um, the backup tight end, blocking Hassan Reddick. As a result, Reddick's able to get through, get the sack and the fumble, And then he basically pushed his elbow back. And it was eerily similar to what Josh Allen had against the Jets. And he never, I mean, by the end of the year, he kind of got back to where he was. But it was still always a thing with him. So I don't think it was ever a normal sprain with Allen. But I think this one, like they said, just a complete tear. And he couldn't throw past five, ten yards with any velocity. And he didn't have the strongest arm to begin with. So... Um, even though they tied at 7-7, you never really thought that they had much of a shot if Philadelphia was able to have any success on offense. And even though they missed a couple deep shots downfield, they were able to run the ball, get good field position, and score on a few drives. And then, by then, um, San Francisco could basically just run the ball the entire second half but couldn't do anything through the pass game. Yeah, I, I, I'm hmm.
0: just looking at the stats, I did want to point out over mm. the Philadelphia side, I mean, McCaffrey still had a hell of a game. He had mm. Eighty-four rushing yards, yeah. a touchdown, and four receptions for twenty-two yards. Like, mm. I, I just, I do, I do want to say, I am beyond happy that a good quality team because, mm. in my, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. A few years ago, I, I mm. think he should have won the MVP instead of mm. Mark, just just because of what he did. I think only two other people in history had a thousand rushing and receiving.
1: So, oh yeah, that year, and, yeah. And again, it's just very nice to mm-hmm. him not having to be the whole. I mean, for this game, he had to be the worst, yeah. but mm-hmm. and better than one game than you know an entire season. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, on the flip side, Philadelphia just played some traditional Philadelphia football, and it was mm-hmm. uh, you know it's uh, going to be very exciting to watch in the Super Bowl.
1: What would you take away from them this game? I think they they could have made it a bigger difference than they could, which shows their potential. But I do think they're going to. Again, uh, Hertz had A.J. Brown wide open for a touchdown, missed him, and in both games you haven't really seen them, you know, take off or, or make the massive throws. And the Giants game wasn't really needed, In this one it wasn't really needed. Although they could have used it early in the game, um, so I feel like against a Chiefs secondary that may be playing three or four rookies, depending on what Le'Jerius' Sneed's status is for her. this is your bowl. Although it's a concussion, he may he most likely will play. You would think that against those young corners and safeties, they could make some plays downfield with both A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. But how right is that shoulder for Jalen Hurts? Um, we still don't really know. But I think a couple weeks of rest, um, maybe will do it it's some good. And then, you know, if he can play anywhere up to where he played during the regular season before the shoulder injury and the defense can show up the way it has for a bunch of the year and, especially how the um, Buccaneers defense showed up in the last Super Bowl that the Chiefs were in, um, they can definitely you know, win that Super Bowl using that type of um, game plan, essentially force Pat Mahomes to make plays against a ferocious four-man rush and keep their back-end guys um, deep and not have to blitz or do anything that exotic, although on occasion do so. Yeah, and I, I will say,
0: uh, we um, we are going to be saving the, our Super Bowl preview for mm. next week, but I, I did want to say this is going to be a, a pretty fun Super Bowl, yeah. i got to say. Just mm. you know, an, kind of like an indie revenge game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting. Um, going to the
2: Chiefs-Bengals game, how much of it do you think, you know how, how they're saying mm. the game is rigged? Like, I, I will say, <sighs> oh my like, it. the... Like, yeah. the the Bengals played
1: a slightly worse game, but they, yeah. I will admit there was a few plays mm. that seemed a little fishy. The third and nine a second time over was definitely... Because they had like close to a minute where we all thought, oh, they're just going to punt this ball away. And then they're like, oh, no, we're replaying the down that was already just played. Now it's just, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I will say, for, so mm. on the Chiefs side, I, I did... I, I'm not taking anything away from Tyreek Hill, one of the three or four best receivers mm. in the league, but him, as you were saying in the offseason, claiming that. Uh, mm. um, oh, sorry, I'm having a brain fire, everybody. Mm. <laughs> a total... was just as good, if not as better, than Patrick Mahomes. And mm. I, I think this whole season of today, it's yeah. like, no, no, it's just. It, Patrick Mahomes is that good. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is different. He did have the one very weird turnover where they were up seven and driving and if they get a score of any kind there they're probably in good spot I think it was late third when he had that weird um fumble and you know if they had lost if there were any other quarterback maybe he gets you know maybe that quarterback gets critiqued because it's Mahomes you know sometimes it's overlooked but then you know he steps up big in that fourth quarter and throughout that game you know he's playing with the sprained ankle that he has the high ankle sprain. It doesn't. Supposedly, they're saying it's not as severe as the one they had to play through two years ago and struggled with in the Super Bowl um, against the uh, Buccaneers. Um, but you know, his top receivers got banged up a bunch. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster with the right knee. Um, uh, McCall Hardman with the pelvis injury. I'm trying to remember. Or, There's one- there was one time they had Marcus Kemp in for a catch or two, and he's a special teams guy. And then, so, you know, they were down to, you know, three, four, five wide receivers. Valdez Scantling, I think, was in most of the game and made a bunch of big plays. Sometimes it's a little inconsistent, but in this game, he really stepped up big for them. And then Kelsey was playing with the back, but still, you know, um, played pretty great, all things considered. So, um, And they didn't have much of a run game either, and he still. Pretty much got it done, um, safe for that one weird play. But you know, he's again, he's just a different cat compared to, you know, even the elite guys like the Mahomes, like the Allen and the Bro, who I think, when they play a perfect game, can get close and sometimes, on occasion, measure up to Mahomes. But Mahomes is on. There's no one that you can, you know, say. Is better, and there may be not anyone close. Yeah, and I, I do feel that Burrow mm. is still
0: growing as, his, and this is only his third year, where I think mm. well, Holmes is at his peak right now. And, uh, yeah. and I, I and when I say that, my you, I'm not saying he's going to fall anytime soon. I'm just saying mm. he's going to be a, be like that probably for like the most I don't know five to ten years, depending on how mm-hmm. he takes care of his body. Oh yeah. uh, I did my one point of the game I wanted to point out is I felt so bad for a Masai. Just mm, Yeah. and most people were pretty like how do you think like I will wanna say for him is just he in his mind probably the game was on the line he mm. was you know, just one of those game those moments that I don't think it was to be vindictive like some other mm. times that happens. It's just like mm. in his brain, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh god, I gotta save this game.
1: So yeah. if that didn't if that, that penalty didn't happen, uh, where would where, where, where the field goal been around? Sorry. I think they were about the 45-yard line, so about, about a 60-yarder okay. in the wind. They still had eight seconds left, so they could have found maybe one or – at most two, maybe one more play where they could try and get something quick and get out of bounds and set up for a 50-yarder, which Bucker is capable of making even with that um, weather, but – it certainly would have made it a little harder. And on that play, Osai, um, you could debate whether or not he's getting held, and I think he was just trying to make an aggressive play to make sure he didn't get the first and, you know and then you have the linebacker Jermaine Pratt, they have him getting caught, you know, saying, Why would you touch the quarterback as they're entering the locker room? You know, in some colorful language, and then later he apologized for it. But, you know, it's just one of those really unfortunate penalties that Um, unfortunately, you know, sets them up for the um, easier field goal to get them into the AFC title game. And uh, I I will say Mm -hmm.
2: uh, I was pleasantly surprised by defensive chiefs. Uh, Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. That really shows what a healthy defensive line can do against uh, an elite quarterback. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then a bunch of those young rookies like Brian Cook, Jalen Watson, um, who was the – Trent McDuffie, all those guys playing in the secondary, you know. Um, showing those guys trust in man coverage and with complex stuff by Steve Spagnolo. Yeah,
0: and again, mm-hmm. I, I again, it, it I guess the line really did step up because I still think mm-hmm. their secondary might need a little tune up. and I just yeah. they they, mm-hmm. they were kind of suspect this year. But sometimes if the line plays that good, you know that is what it is and. Uh, yeah it's gonna be a very interesting very interesting fun Super Bowl to mm-hmm. really high powered offenses and yeah you know, I think both defenses are pretty pretty stout as well yeah um, so now switching gears uh, to you know the openings and uh, the hirings of all the head coaches and other positions I'll be honest Robin this week I, I didn't think that much many exciting things were gonna happen Uh for, uh, uh, I mean, the Broncos originally wanted um, Harbaugh yeah. He decided to save college. He, they went went back in another time. And then you yeah, have the 49ers defensive coordinator uh, who I'm more I'm more surprised he went to the Texans because he had that mm-hmm. lawsuit like a while ago oh, yeah. against the Texans. And it's just, I, I, they must have given him like free range for the team or mm-hmm. something just to convince him to stay. Uh, but the biggest
1: surprise I was I did not think that the Broncos could pull the, pull the trigger but you know mm. I think that that Bradley Chubb yeah. might have saved their franchise for the next couple of years yeah I mean it's basically I think they got a first yep the first this year it's about the 28th or 29th pick um and then they got the for that and they got a fourth rounder and then they used that and a third to get Sean Payton, or, yep, that, and, yep, that and a third, to get Sean Payton and a second, or, no, it was a first rounder this year, then a second next year, and they got Sean Payton and a third from New Orleans next year. So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, that kind of weird swap of picks is about pretty close to even um, between, you know, what they got for Bradley Chubb and bring in Sean Payton. I think they really needed somebody to kind of, bring some energy because if they had hired any random person outside of Peyton and Harbaugh, um, you know, you might be back to where you were with Nathaniel Hackett where you don't really know if the guy can coach. And you know that Sean Payton can coach even if it's a lot invested picks and money-wise. Um, you just instantly gain respect in the NFL and your own locker room and things like that. It's going to be interesting to see if they can get a defense coordinator. Do they somehow bring back Break Vic Fangio, even though he was the head coach about a year and a half ago, to be the defensive coordinator? Do they bring back, um, Aviro, who was the um, defense coordinator, did a really great job for most of the year? Um, you know, that'll be very interesting. But I think Peyton, you saw with Drew Brees, who was really good in San Diego, was he ever an elite guy? Um, maybe close to it, but was never he hadn't won a playoff game his first five years in um San Diego. Went to Nor goes to New Orleans and Peyton builds his offense around him and his skill set, you know, about six foot quarterback with never great mobility, never great arm strength, but builds his offense around his decision making ability and, you know, ability to read defenses. And you hope he can do similar things with Russell Wilson. And you know, develop much of a run game. I think Russell can still throw the deep ball really well, but he's not able to escape sacks or you know make the big plays in run game that he used to. Um, and is he going to be? Can you convince him not to be as much of a celeb guy? Uh, because I feel like the last year or two, especially, it's been that's been a little bit more of the concern with him. I think the one mm. thing about the celeb guy thing
0: is it like Aaron Rodgers is one of the most mm. ego guys I I see but he's so
2: talented that let it slide I, I yeah. think and again I, I feel bad Nathaniel Hackett's great
0: coordinator that's why he got hired again. it's just mm-hmm. he was really outmatched as a head coach yeah. he, just, mm-hmm. he was not that good of a head coach and if you looked like
1: Russell played good pretty big, solid games after he was fired yeah.
2: mm-hmm. and again it's just I'm sorry but you know this is not the, the nice football league. It's the, <laughs> it's the, it's the National Football League. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, I really do think now with Sean Payton, like as you said, this could be the best thing for him. And the mm-hmm. Walt, Walton family's smart. He's a brilliant coach. And they're like, okay, we'll open the treasure chest. We're, we're Walmart. So, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, some of the other hirings we have. Uh, we have Nico Ryan's. Is, yeah, gonna uh, be pretty interesting to see how he'll do.
0: Uh, the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree seems to be legit. You know, I got McDaniels mm-hmm. in Miami, and then we have the Jets. We have the Jets head coach mm-hmm. now, Ryan, uh, with the,
1: you know a lot of options. Uh, how do you think he'll he'll fit down there? Well, you know, the Niners they get. I think they got two third round picks for one of their personnel guys going to the Titans, uh, Ryan Carthin to be their new GM. And then, you know, they, I think they get at least another third, if not two, another two thirds for D'Amico Ryan. So they, again, like you said, have that great coaching and personnel tree um, throughout the league. And I think they had Martin Mayhew who went to um, some other organization. I think it was Washington, but um, in terms of D'Amico Ryan's, I think, like you said before, they're probably going to give him more leeway because they gave him a six-year deal, which is pretty unprecedented for head coaches. The only guy who got something like that was Kyle Shanahan when he first went to uh, San Fran. It just basically says, okay, we're giving you the freedom to, you know, do whatever you want, and you know, you know, because if you fire him two or three years in, you're paying, you know, him, you know, two three years down the line, whereas You know, if you stick with them, you know, you should be pretty great. You do wonder with them. um, They have some good defensive pieces. Derek Stingley, the number three pick at corner. Jalen Petrie, the safety they got in the second round. They have, you know, two firsts this year, the second and the 12th pick, um, I think. And then they have another, you know, first rounder from Cleveland next year. So, you know, they can reformat the organization from that. Um, the older veterans like Brian Cook, Laramie Tunzel, um, what do they do with those guys? Do they ship them off to start some sort of youth movement, bring in some more picks? Um, it would be interesting. I do, you do wonder, do they go quarterback this year, or do they wait until next year's draft when Caleb Williams from USC, Drake May from U- uh, North Carolina are in, or do they get their guy now because they find one that they really like? Yeah, and then uh, another team mm-hmm. that's – if I remember correctly, yeah, they were the first team that announced their their head coach, mm-hmm. uh, former backup uh, quarterback for the Bills and mm-hmm. pretty darn good coach, if you ask me, Frank Reich. Yeah. Uh, kind of holding out hope that he, did, he wouldn't have gotten the job and we could sign mm-hmm. him as a yep. coordinator, but that's the discussion when we talk about the Bills. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what he can do because I, I don't think that he's going to stick with Darnold. And uh, I'm trying to th- – uh, there's always there's the top two quarterbacks, but uh, do you think there's any other pretty good carbon quarterbacks that he could build around for that team, or do you think he might go in the free free agency? Uh, it'll be interesting. I think they may go young. I think F- Frank Reich probably wants to get – because he's you know, done the QB carousel from year to year with Indianapolis when he had Andrew Luck throwing four touchdowns but then retiring – the offseason after, then he got on um, Jacoby Brissett for a year, Brings in Phil Rivers, um, tries to recalibrate Carson Wentz and has its good moments and it's bad. But at the end of the year, Jay Merce says he has to go. So he goes, they bring him at Ryan. You think he's the vet that even if he's slightly diminished can bring stability and, you know, it goes sideways more than they can imagine So he's just really never had, you know, stability at that position. So you wonder if he goes and gets the young guy, whether it's, so, you know, you have Bryce Young from Alabama stud, you know, even though he's a little short um, and undersized, he's got all the intangibles and pretty great um, ability to throw the ball. Uh, CJ Stroud, um, the one concern with him was he, was he grand big games and then he, um, even though they lost the game, played phenomenally against Georgia, and elite Georgia defense, and gotten to within um, a field goal of going to the national title and probably beating TCU. So, you know, he looked, I think his stock has risen. And then Will Levis is the guy with the 6'4, 225, big arm, um, a lot of potential talent there, a little raw and rough around the edges. And then the big raw guy is um, Anthony Richardson from Florida who is I want to say six, yeah, six four, two forty, runs a four four and has a cannon, but that foot offense really didn't, you know, give him playmakers to go to and he basically was a lot of the time running and throwing the only offense they had. But if you never put it together, may have the most talent of any quarterback in the class. But you do think at minimum they should try and get some sort of veteran option. Darnold looked pretty great down the stretch, 1-4 of 6, although his last couple games weren't fantastic with the turnovers that they, that he had. But he did show an ability to rally the troops and get them to play at a high level around him. So, uh, But uh, Frank Reich also was the first quarterback to throw a touchdown in Carolina Panthers history, and he threw it to former Bills tight end Pete Metzeler. So it's kind of interesting him coming back to that organization. Although, Steve Wilkes did such a phenomenal job, and it's really unfortunate that, you know, he goes 6-5 and after they trade Christian McCaffrey, and may or may not have gotten a fair shot at that gig, but, you know, I do respect, you know, where they're coming from, where they want a guy to develop the quarterback position, which is the biggest thing in the NFL right now. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Now, going to the two teams Mm. that um, are still... Have openings for the head coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cardinals have interviewed uh, a whole plethora of people. Obviously, yeah. you know, Ryan's one of the decided
0: to go with the Texans. Joseph wanted to go. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, not Joseph. That's the person that I mentioned. Uh, Peyton went to the Broncos, mm-hmm. and staying with the Cowboys. Who with who's been interviewed so far? Uh, who do you think it would be? Because I've heard it might be Vance Joseph, just from, yeah. from inside, because that's the one thing I've heard. Because mm-hmm. looking at
2: the other ones, I I haven't heard as many strong yeah. uh, of
0: a feel, like how the, the
1: ownership liked, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, um, Vance Joseph has always been kind of talked about as a guy they could bring in. He's well-liked in the locker room. The one thing with him is... Um, I do think he's a smart defensive mind, but the defense was 32nd, I think, at a lot of points this year, so I don't really know how great of a defensive mind he is, although the defense probably wasn't put in great positions, and they never really developed great secondary players outside of Buda Baker. Um, And then Brian Flores, I think, could bring a nice toughness to that team, restiveness to that team, Um, but... Do you think he can work with Kyler because it didn't work with him and Tua? Um, I do think he does deserve a shot at some point at being head coach because I think he did really good, a pretty great job in Miami, even how it ended with his firing and the subsequent lawsuit. Um, but it is, I feel like it is somewhat telling that you know, Frank Rikers interviewed there, Chun or. And then Champagne was interviewed there, and those are two guys that are quarterback whisperers. And maybe it's also because Kyler um, is probably going to miss half the year, and the organization as a whole is just in such a mess. But you'd think a quarterback that talented, you know, some coach, offensive mind coach, would be like jump all over that position, but um, it hasn't really happened. So I don't know if. They'll be able to find out, of, although they are interviewing the defense coordinator from Cincinnati, Luan Marano. I'm not oh, sure and, I pronounced uh, that. Yeah. And they're in Callahan. And Brian um, Callahan, offensive coordinator. Yeah. So those two would be intriguing options, but, um, you know, I don't know. I don't I think they're getting the second grouping of coaches, and will that be enough to put the organization in a great um, position? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I think they have Montee Austin Ford um, brought in from Tennessee to be the um, GM. So I do think that there's potential if they start the year 1-7 or 2-6, and six, you know, first half of the year when Kyler's out, just rest them the rest of the year. And then if you get, you know, a top pick, again, you can use it as trade bait. Or, you know, maybe you look at one of those two guys and two or three guys at the top of the quarterback draft next year and go, hmm, do we want to go with a rookie contract quarterback that we really love and kind of move off Kyler? Or do we want to use that um, pick as, you know, leverage to get a bunch of more picks to build around him? Um, I mean, that's down the road, but I think it's something that you have to at least think about. Yeah, the the Cardinals Mm -hmm. really feel like, I even feel like Anything's possible.
0: I even think next year should just be a year mm-hmm. to try to prepare or build for the the future. Just because, like you said, that Kyler mm-hmm. at least won't be there for almost at least half a year,
2: if not before, yeah.
0: Depending on mm-hmm. depending on the injury, and uh, that's that's just be a tough one uh, with the Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Callahan has a second interview scheduled. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich Grisaccia, which, again, I still think the Raiders made a big mistake, yeah. letting him mm-hmm. go. He's got his second interview. And then uh, the one person I wanted to talk about, because it was very interesting, they mentioned it on the during the AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. was Eric Bietamie. He had mm-hmm. his interview. And the, one of the interviewers, right like I said, right before the Chiefs game said, if he doesn't get a head coaching job, enemy is considering going to another team. Mm-hmm that has a defensive-minded head coach or, or something like just so maybe he can... Mm. I, I guess what the, the way they word it is, just so he can have control of the
2: offense. Yeah. yeah. So
0: that, that, that was a very interesting thing mm. that
1: came out. Do you think there's any truth to that rumor? Or... I mean, it was kind of weird last year that like, there was a bit of time where he didn't have a contract with the Chiefs and you know, it's kind of assumed that, well, he's either going to get a head coaching job or, you know, and probably leave, and then, or another coordinator job, and then he was kind of, there's kind of a bit of twisting in the wind for a bit, and then they end up bringing him back. Um, How much of the play calling he is really doing or involved in is kind of interesting because you have, of course, Andy Reid, who, you know, comes up with all the crazy stuff, and, you know, is the offense kind of built in. Uh, the image that he wants it to be. And then you have Matt Nagy on there as well. Um, So he's got some involvement in it too. So I do think, um, I think it was Washington. There was maybe some interest in him being an offensive coordinator there. Um, I know there's at least a couple of people that were requested to be by Washington that said, no, we're not interested. So, and I think, are they worried that Ron Rivera's a lame duck coach? What is Happening with ownership and everything like that. Um, but as for the Colts' position, um, Raheem Morris is also the defense coordinator from the Rams. Also, someone that's been talked about um, had his chance early in his career to be head coach, but maybe was a tad too young. Now, with more experience and working with Sean McVay, I think there's probably some, um, just a ton that he's one learning and two is just you know accumulated just so much knowledge and respect around the league um so I do think that's a pretty interesting option any option besides you know Jeff Saturday coming back which you would hope that (laughs) doesn't happen but oof if it does I was about to say Mm -hmm. you don't think
0: you don't think Ursa would be that silly enough to uh Mm. do that but uh you never Mm. know Yeah. yeah uh uh, but before we get to our main topic, um, mm-hmm. some big news today. Right. Tom Brady on uh, social media released a video mm-hmm. announcing his retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about that, Robin? Because personally, for me, I, just because last year, I'm I, mm-hmm. I, personally for me, I'm not going to be feel co- like feel completely true about that until mm-hmm. the beginning of next year, just because. Part of me feels like he might pull a Brett far, but maybe mm. not. I, so I'm, I'm kind of I'm really fifty fifty if he's mm. genuine about yeah. staying retired this time. What What do you think? Do you think he's officially
1: done, or Do you think there's still he's still feeling it out? I think there it there will always be because he's always talking about going to forty five, and now he's you know forty five, you know approaching forty six, and then said you never know I could play to fifty. I think there will always be a burning desire to play the game. But going through training camp, going through the grind, um, you know, trying to, you know, learn a new system if you went elsewhere or even in Tampa with a new offensive coordinator. Um, there's like clips of um, him at the uh, during the Niners Buccaneers game um, that was released I think a week or two ago, and it just showed him trying to pump up the guys, his linemen, his, you know, receivers and everything like that. And there's just no energy throughout the entire um time they was trying to do that. Of course, they get, you know, blown out. And by the end, he's like talking to Blaine Gabbert and he was mic'd up for the game. He's like, take this, you know, stupid thing off me, you know, cause he's just so frustrated by the entire thing. And I think this year, you know, just took a lot from him physically and mentally. And I think it was kind of like that year where it's like, you always think, man, if I have one more year, I could do this. And he put himself out there for that one year and it, you know, didn't go as planned similar, you know, when Brett Favre came back, you know, second year with the Vikings and it just didn't, you know, uh, materialize for him. So um, I do think he is, you know, done playing in the NFL and he's got, you know, a nice 10 year, I think $375 million contract to broadcast games with um, Fox. So I do think he is done. I, I know people who are going to be skeptical um, you know, I don't blame them entirely, but I, you, you just like, f- and it's also him announcing it because last year he wanted to announce it and then M Schefter, you know, popped in, I think, and Jeff Darlington kind of popped in a day or two before he was going to and saying he was going to retire per their reports. Um, so now that he's the one putting this out there and you have the emotional reply, I think that he is officially um, done.
0: Uh I, I and again I, yeah. I I do give him props to you, to me he's one of the top three quarterbacks. um, we'll discuss who I think the best is of all time. Definitely Another podcast, but I will say mm-hmm. this. There's either there's two schools of thought right now of him retiring. Mm-hmm. The, the fans of him who are kind of like being Luke
2: Skywalker mourning and burning Darth Vader's suit. Mm-hmm. Or the other people are not going to lie like me who are just celebrating with Ewoks that he's mm. gone. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. mm. <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's going to be, it's good. It's the end of the era. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, 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 that'd be, I guess you could say, I would say Rod is still part of that era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, so, yeah, it's this Rogers left now. Uh, mm. Yeah. There's, there's, his decision still up in the air, but I, I think he might come back. But, yeah. Uh, see um so we're finally uh kind of doing a state of the union mm-hmm. talk about the bills yeah. uh for me this year it, it, right when we kind of got in towards the end of the season mm-hmm. just there's just to me it felt like there's just so much so many injuries this yeah year, then, then the blizzard happened and mm-hmm. just it, what it happened to bar mm-hmm. I, I just kind of feel like the, this wind got all blew away from the sails right Build ship, so to speak. Again, don't, don't get me wrong. We definitely should have mm. been. The coaches should have played it a lot better in the, in yeah. the traditional round. But at the same time, it's just there's so many. Like Von Von Miller, I think mm. a big difference maker. This then then you had Micah out, mm. and then and then Demar again. I'm not saying he's as great as Micah, but Demar was a pretty solid back yep. number two with Jordan that mm-hmm. he was out and then it's revealed that Jordan Phillips was playing with a pretty nagging yeah. injury this whole year because he, mm-hmm. he was doing great he was like the Jordan Phillips mold yeah. but then after a certain point it kind of felt like he was sputtering mm-hmm. out you had two you had James Crowder out you had uh, mm-hmm. um, Jay Kummer out and then mm-hmm. uh, the one player I did want to mention was Daquan Jones who didn't end up playing and, Yeah. Uh, Look, look, Chris Bound put up a good point. He's, he was kind of like the cornerstone and the foundation of that line. Mm-hmm. That, that everyone else got play really well. Like, you know, you know, he didn't get a lot of tackles and sacks. Mm-hmm. He was there trying, you know, stopping to the other linemen so on the yeah. other side so our guys can come and get him. So it just... It, it stinks, but, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. And, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, is, what is your
1: take here, Virginia, at this year... Yeah. we can maybe build on that. Yeah, I do agree with Daquan Jones. You know, it's kind of like an unheralded guy, but you take him out of the lineup against Cincy and Cincinnati's never, you know, been inconsistent in run time. It's not Occasionally they're great, but most of the year they've been, you know, four, carry, four yards in a cloud of dust. But, you know, they didn't have him, and Cincinnati was able to run through him, you know, like it was nothing. Um, you know, like you said, Jordan Phillips was playing torn rotator cuff. Uh, Ed Oliver, sometimes he has impact games. Other games, he's a little quiet. In this one, he may have been playing banged up as well, but he doesn't make much of an impact. And then, you know, they're down to their backup pass rushers. There's not much there, and it just felt like when they got fourteen nothing, couple of three outs on offense. There's just not a whole lot of energy there. They get the one big drive, but then it's just you know, it felt like Cincinnati throughout the entire game. For whatever reason, you know, was able to play better in the snow, even though the Bills play and practice in snow. Like they were showing, throwing short routes to the receivers, getting mountain space. And Buffalo didn't really, you know, do anything like that on offense. And it was kind of bothersome throughout the year that they, you know, bring in these two pass catchers in James Cook and Naheem Hines, and then they didn't really use them much. Um, and this is a game they probably could have used him a bunch. Um, And then Cole Beasley, occasionally they use him, not, you know, to the level that you're used to maybe if he's brought back next year do that. And then, you know, it's another game where in the playoffs where Leslie Frazier against a great offensive mind and team kind of looks very outmatched. And again, the lack of pass rush does make a difference, but you look at the way the Bengals and the Chiefs were able to overcome, you know, the lack of alignment on the Bengals' end on the offensive line and the injuries in the secondary for the Chiefs and still dealing with Mahomes with an ankle. And there's just much more creativity and able to adjust with those coaching staffs, I feel like. Now, maybe a second year for Dorsey changes things um, on the offensive end, but I don't know what changes with Leslie Frazier. And again, maybe if he has all the pieces we feel differently about his performance, but he didn't, and you kind of have to adjust even against the great teams. And I wonder, do you bring in the Steve Wiltz or Brian Flores if those guys are out there to be a defense coordinator? Because his contract's up, so it's not really a firing, but... I am happy mm. you mentioned, Doris, because uh, well, the, the one
2: thing I did want
1: to mm. mention also, before we talk about the
2: coordinators and the head coach, was... Um, mm.
0: Trey White is also still coming back from the injury because he has not been lined up to mm. behind a number one receiver yet. And mm. I, I feel I, I'm forgetting who it was that mentioned somewhere, but mm. they made a great point about Trey why he's not playing yeah. at, at his level yet. Is it takes more than a year to fully come yeah. back from a tree like that, and mm-hmm. also Josh Josh still had that elbow injury yeah. this whole year. And mm-hmm. That does that's that's how you throw. <laughs> that's,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very Factor. Um, anyway, I, I do. I do think of all the players in there. In my opinion,
0: Frazier mm-hmm. can play better, but you already need to adjust. But I will say this more Frazier, with the exception mm-hmm. of that game, mm-hmm. every all the other games we lost here was by
2: three points. So, yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. So
0: the defense still held its own,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I, I think we both agreed. Like, Dorsey could do a lot better in year two, but it just.
2: Mm-hmm. He is—he was a
0: rookie coordinator, and that's, yeah. you know I—I I, I do get that, but we're not a team that's building mm. right now. We're, yeah. we're a team—we're—we're we're a team that's going now and just yeah. That was the think, the main issue this year, just you know, mm-hmm. was, when Cole Beasley was back, like there's so many plays that mm. I watched. It's like because the few plays he caught the ball, he was doing great. Like mm-hmm. you
2: have a great
0: slot guy, you know, yeah. he was here and. I, I think there's the few games they actually did use the run. It's like, well, why, mm-hmm. why can't we mm-hmm. do this all the time? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Like like this, before the trade happened with Hines and uh, mm-hmm. even last year before we got Cook, I kind of got why, you know, he couldn't do it. But it, it feels mm-hmm. like Devin and James Cook kind of are a pretty good, nice one-two yeah. running back combo. And then, of course, you have Josh mm-hmm. to spice it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm just gonna say, I'll be honest. Again, I feel bad for Dorsey. I'm sure Mm -hmm. in a few years he'd be a great coordinator, you know. But if 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 the chance arises and the enemy is really Mm -hmm. considering going to a team where he would be under a defensive minded coach and he'd be in charge of the offense, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm all for
1: it for him. Mm -hmm. I do like, yeah, I do like um Joe Brady on the staff a lot, even though he had a year and a half in Carolina didn't go great because he was the one that kind of crafted the 2019 LSU offense that was one of the best offenses of all time for Burrow and Chase and uh, Justin Jefferson. I think he does some interesting things, although he's not great at putting, you know, extra blockers around. He kind of goes a lot of empty, but I do think he'd do some more creative things in terms of getting the ball out quick and getting the ball to running backs and things like that. Um, I'm trying to think of something else too. Um, Again, I just think as a whole, they just didn't always, you know, um, adjust as well. Maybe they there was something to Allen's injury with the elbow where they couldn't practice stuff with Hines and Cook and everything else. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, year one of Dorsey, okay. It, it's his first year, but there, the one thing that I'm now remembering is just you know, you see the thing with Diggs on the sideline after, you know, he misses the fourth down pass. And, you know, that's the most pressure he's gotten. But there was like, you know, several games, you know, the second Miami game in Buffalo, the Detroit game, I think, or someone in Detroit game, the Cleveland game, and then uh, the Bears game, there was a play where he was open and, you know, put his arms up. And it's just like, because they lost, it was a bigger story in this one, but throughout the season he showed his frustration. I just wonder, you know, can Dorsey learn from that experience and make sure that he's a big part of the offense throughout, even if teams are doubling and tripling him? And I hope that they see that as great a complementary piece as he can be, um, you know, in rotation. Gabe Davis, you know, he's always going to work hard. He's always going to play hard and make, you know, pretty good amount of touchdowns, he's just not consistent enough to be a number two because the best receivers overall are winning short, intermediate, and deep, and he really is as best deep, but when he doesn't get anything underneath, um, you know, unless you have somebody else able to do that, he's a very limited player. And I, I will mm. say, I think Gabe, we still definitely should keep Gabe, it's just... Mm. He's mm. very good, like you said, at deep balls. And, things and like more that. for Shakir, too. Shak- oh, Shakir, I would say that Shakir mm. is really
0: turning into the guy we were hoping, my opinion, um, mm. excuse me, as McKenzie would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was very happy about
2: McKenzie. And mm. James Cook
0: was a great, great find as well. And mm-hmm. I, did, I do love Naheem Hines for what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so, moving to next year. 2023, mm. obviously, right now, cap, right now, we're we we're, we're over the cap, but you mm. know, with today's day
1: and age, I know you can massage yeah. the cap a bit every year. Also, this is the first year we're paying Josh almost forty million. Yeah, and I have a, I have a gut feeling that mm. Josh is a competitor and he wants
2: a ring. Mm. I'm sure, This is okay. I, I will give Tom Brady this credit. Mm-hmm. Whenever they needed. Cap space for the team. He always took mm-hmm. pay cuts. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I owe you know. I, and I think Josh is that kind
0: of person that would mm-hmm. help the team out in the long run. Because, yeah. yes, he does love money. I mean, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he really yeah. wants that first win. And mm-hmm. I, one thing I did want to say, just because everyone's mm-hmm. there are there always are Bills friends that just feel this guy is small, yeah. stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm. It took Peyton Manning almost ten years to yeah. get his first win. Like there was, if you look back, there was all
0: those articles and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know ESPN and NFL Network shows where they're saying, you know, yeah, he's this and that, but he'll never be one of the
1: best or the great ones just because yeah. mm-hmm. he didn't get over the humps or go to a Super Bowl. So I think with this kind of talent, I mm-hmm. think we'll get there. It's just, again, it's just the NFL is about statistics. You know. Out of the top four
0: teams mm-hmm. that were left in the division round, we were just we were that depleted on yeah. injury and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, I, I'm always a person that, you know, looks glass half full and just, mm-hmm. you guys got kind of to adapt. So, you know, long run, if we do keep Dorsey, I, I hope and I think he might do better, but mm-hmm. and that's, that's my one main thing of the coordinators or coaches this year was to just, mm-hmm. because you are right about Frazier, but that was at a point where I think,
2: Mm. He had like mostly third and fourth strings. Where, mm. where with Ken, he just he, I mean, don't get me wrong, Crowder and Kumara were bad, but it's just that
1: was only two players. So yeah. Just mm-hmm. you hope he can adapt a more for next year. Yeah, and in uh, terms of the cab, I think they're twenty over. They can get about twenty under with restructures. Josh Allen, um, I think there's a couple other contracts they can do, but the two big free agents are Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer, and then there's a bunch of lower tier guys, Devin Singletary would be, you know, was a starter pretty much the entire year. Maybe you do bring him back, maybe you don't. It's a loaded running back, free agency class, and draft class, so I think there's a multitude of options and ways to go there. Um, you'd like a guy that, the one thing he does incredibly well is um, carry guys on occasion for extra yards and also pass protect and he's a guy that Josh Allen does trust, so, you know, you do want that element, although he's not the most explosive guy. And then Poyer, as crazy the record was with him in this year, you could tell second half of the year, all those injuries kind of caught up to him, but he still showed toughness and everything, and Edmonds-Milano is a pretty great combo. I mean, Milano's the all-pro, but Edmonds had probably his best year here, so... Um, if you can find a way to keep those guys at reasonable rates, it's great, but are you going to be able to, is the question. That's a good, like, I, I agree with you. Like, if mm-hmm. you can, great, but it's it's going to be tricky. But, yeah, I mean, you mm-hmm. never know. You know, maybe some of the other higher-paid players might take mm-hmm. a, a page from Josh, if Josh does take
0: a pay cut to try to help mm-hmm. the team or restructure for another yep. year, so to speak. I, I will say, looking... Looking mm. at the players and the cap next year, mm. I, I, I feel bad. I I, I love Isaiah. Yeah. Uh, in the past few years, but just mm. his dead cap is, if we did cut him, is only three hundred thousand. Yeah. We're paying him three billion, it's just mm. I, I I think just Shakir. Uh, I mean, yes, yeah, uh, Shakir does better what he was meant to do, and also I, I would bring back Cole. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. With what Cole did for that limited amount of stuff he was doing is great. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it going to be a lot of work but I, I will mm-hmm. still say that Brandon is one of the better GMs in the league. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's going to be a very, very interesting offseason but,
1: mm-hmm. you know, as they say, better luck next year. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But, uh, so guys, uh, next week will be our Super Bowl preview show mm-hmm. and obviously the week after that will be our uh, review of the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. maybe the other two head coaching jobs will be uh we settled and then uh, the most exciting part of march is we have free agency so yeah look, definitely looking forward mm-hmm. to that in march but uh that's gonna be it for us this week guys this is andy and this is robin have a good one